episode of Talking the Mayans. We are on season two, episode five. Uh, lots of high octane stuff happening again this episode, and lots of uh, little quirky plot stuff coming out too. So, kind of excited to talk about it. I am joined by Kinte. Kinte, how are you? I'm doing fine. And uh, man, you know, I, I'm a big fan of the Mayans. Uh, I love their calendar. It's amazing. And, uh, <laughs> I like their chocolate, to be honest. Right. And um, I'm all for sacrificing uh, virgins. Uh, <laughs> all of, or is it the Aztecs? Or I mean, the Mayans did it too, right? Yeah. So. I, I think both of them, actually. It was an equal opportunity kind of culture. Yeah. Right. So, oh, wait, we're not talking about those minds. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, we might as well be with all the, you know, with all the stuff that goes on. I, I, I kind of feel like they would be right at home, honestly. Oh, it, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> they would like the show. I mean, the, the, the MCs, the head of the MC is basically kind of like the supreme god. So, yeah. might as well. Can I? Can I um, change it up a little bit? I know we didn't talk about this. Yeah. Can I start off in a weird place? Let's do it. My two favorite characters, if anyone's paying attention, is Bishop and um, Angel. Right? Those are my two favorite characters on the show, hands down. Right. Right? Love. I really didn't know much about Angel, uh, Clayton, uh Cardenas, I think is how you say his name. Yep. Um, but uh, Michael Irby, I knew a lot about. He's been on some of my favorite stuff. Um, and I've always liked him as an actor. And he's amazing in this. That fight scene between the two of them, like when, all right, come on now. When that happened, when that got, and we're going to talk about the whole show, but I want to start off there uh, just a little bit because when he started talking lip to Bishop, and then Bishop, you know, like he, you know, because they, one thing about the MC is they love each other, right? It's like this real extreme brotherhood. They're closer to each other than their own families, right? Right, right. And Bishop loves his guys, right? He loves them like brothers. And he looks so hurt. Like it, he was like mad, but he was hurt that he yep. was, uh, you know, disrespecting him like that. And so you're sitting there and like, okay, he's not going to just let this slide because he's so disrespectful to him. And then when they fought and Bishop got the better, you know, Bishop, you know, he's a little guy, right? He took him down, like, and we know that Angel can fight. That's right. You know, and I don't think his heart was totally into fighting Bishop too, though. You know, like, sometimes when a little brother and big brother fight, the little brother don't always, like, it there's this thing where you may want to win in your head, but you don't want to win. Right. You know, cause like if, if the little brother gets beat, you know, it's what's supposed to happen. But if you beat the big brother, then it changes the dynamics of everything. So I'm you're not saying Bishop isn't a badass, but I think part of him was like, I don't, you know, like I want to, fight because I have this emotion inside of me but I don't want to fight too and I just thought that scene was so good that scene um, I know we're starting in the weird place but it just was in my head um, what would you think though about that scene 
Well, I, I, I think first of all, that it played on this awesome dynamic, which like you said, is, you know, yeah, they are a brotherhood, but there is a clear pecking order and you don't mess with the pecking order. I mean, it, 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 it's, it wasn't just, I don't think that Angel was like confronting Bishop. It was the way that he was confronting Bishop as in, as in try to stop me. Oh, like, uh, I'm, I, I'm struggling even for words because it feels like it was just so incredibly both out of character and at the same time, you know, you, you felt for Angel. You really felt for Angel. But, but there's also the Bishop side of stuff, which is, dude, you can't call me out in front of all these people and not expect me to counter it and especially not with what happened earlier where they you know said angel said oh yeah you know i uh, i i'll take uh i'll take responsibility for the whole swole boys thing but but even that like he didn't even do that right with bishop you know i mean that whole thing was like yeah okay we'll deal with it but it didn't feel to me it feels to me like angel is so far off his game right now he's just really having a hard time because of what's happening but, and I don't just mean with Angelita either. I mean, yeah, Adelita, not Angelita. Um, I don't just mean with her. I mean with everything that's going on right now. He's just, he is really off his game. Yeah. No, I thought that was cool. So I'm sorry. I took you off of your square, but I just wanted to. to... No, that was a good, that, actually, I think that's a good place to, to start in. That was a big, also, I got to say, you know, Bishop being such a small guy. And when he stands in front of Angel and you can see the height difference between them, it's just, oh, wow. It's it's kind of like looking at uh, a cat who mm -hmm. is going to pounce on uh, a cheetah. Right. And you're like, oh, this isn't going to end well. And then the cat wins and you're like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was, oh, man. Because I cringed when I heard what Angel was saying to him. And I, cause I'm just like, oh man, this is not going to be good. <laughs> and uh, I thought it was handled very good, you know? Yeah, me too. Yeah. The, the, the idea that, that if you don't respect the boundaries of the club, that, you, that it's not just uh, you disrespect the club. It's that you're disrespecting every single member in the club too was, I feel like that's really strong. It was a good, it was actually a really good place for Angel to sort of show how exactly or not show exactly show just the level of how distressed he really is, which I think is pretty big. So, uh, you know, there's a lot <clears throat> to sort of unpack inside the episode, but it basically narratively follows two paths, right? One path is, uh, is basically Emily and Dita and uh, Miguel and the unfolding story behind why uh, Felipe is what connects him to Dita and uh, what Emily is sort of feeling about what's happening with Miguel. And, you know, I'm just going to go back to what I said before, right? Miguel never actually answers the question. Uh, he says he doesn't love Adelita, right? And, and I believe that that is the case but i also heard all of the things that i thought would make it possible for miguel to be the dad of adelita's baby and that it's not angel at all that's the dad 
Um, and and especially if you watch how Miguel answers her question, it, it there is there's something there that is not necessarily full on deception. It's it, it's this sense of like overwhelming emotion that comes up when Miguel is talking about Adelita. What did you think? No, I agree. Uh, and I didn't even think that until you said it. So uh, shame on you for putting that in my head. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, something's obviously going there and going on there. And Adelita, you know, I just don't see her as someone that's going to be with somebody, you know, just be with somebody like, you know, um, one person or whatnot, you know, no, I don't either. And uh, although Angel seems to be in love with her, you know, is, you know, are they in love? Well, see, the, the thing is strategically and I got, you know, I hate to break this down to strategy, but when it comes to Adelita and especially after this episode and what we know that she did at the end of the episode, which is basically sacrifice herself for the good of everybody else. Um, it feels to me like that would be a very strategic choice. I, and I don't mean strategic like, you know, oh, she thought about having his baby. I mean, if this is what happened and it happened either accidentally or whatever, it makes so much sense that Adelita would want to keep that baby because it further binds the, uh, the Miguel and the drug cartel with Adelita and the cause. And, and it, it just, I don't know, there's something that sort of makes such rational sense behind it. I mean, I could be totally wrong, but it just, there's something that feels so solid behind that. Like, Oh yeah, you know, now that the more that I get to know who Adelita is, the more I feel like she would make those cold decisions, even if she knew it was going to really hurt Angel. Not because she wants to hurt Angel, but because the cause is more important to her than anything, including her relationships or any relationship with anybody else. Um, I'm about to do something that um, probably is going to make fans upset. I'm going to talk about another show. Uh oh, there was this show called Revenge. It was like on ABC. Uh, I think it went off the air maybe three, four years ago. Did, did yeah, you I, I didn't see that. No, I've heard about it, but I haven't seen it. Was it. A, it was a really good show. And the show was basically um, the, this woman, um, her father was dead and she wanted to get revenge on all the people that she felt like was behind his death. So she basically puts herself undercover to get exact revenge on the people that had something to do with her father's death. Right. Mm -hmm. And along the way she, you know, falls in love or she, no, she meets a guy that, you know, there's this guy that she's been in love with for a long time. Right. And then there's other guys that, you know, she has feelings for. And one thing I loved about her character was yeah, there was these guys that, you know, she got involved with that she cared for, but the mission was so much more important that she would basically scuttle the love that she had for, you know, these guys because her thing was getting to the end goal, right? And which I thought was really cool because a lot of times what happens when, with uh, female characters is when they start having a boyfriend, 
then everything or, you know, or be in a serious relationship or whatever, right. everything becomes about the relationship and they have no individuality. And I, right. and I thought that was so cool about that show versus a lot of other shows. And I see Adelita, uh, now I'm bringing it around. I see Adelita as kind of like that, like the, like you said, that the mission is the most important. That yeah, you know, I like Angel. I like being around him, but also strategically, it helps. You know, um, you know, because what is what has she got from Angel strategically, right? And, yeah. Uh, and then if she has to do the same with um, with uh, Miguel. You know, uh, which we don't know yet if that's even, you know, the case or not. But if that's so, it makes sense based on her character and what she believes. And you know how deep this is for her, you know. Right. And and, and I think, you know, not to skip over the rest of the show, because, of course, we don't want to do that. But it, it, when we get to the very end of this episode, what we see is that Adelita is so dedicated to the cause that even when she is presented the opportunity to escape, she doesn't. And I mean, the, I, 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 okay, so I'm not saying that like, you know, anybody should read anything into that that they can't see. But honestly, to me, that I think was one of the most defining character moments that I have seen from Adelita so far. She knows what is going on. She knows she is walking into uh, certain tor psychological torture, if nothing else. And she recognizes that this is going to be awful. And she's still willing to do it even when presented the opportunity to to uh to escape basically i, I mean look I, I don't know i feel like as as good of a person as i sometimes think i am i don't think i could do that if you presented me the opportunity to leave i feel like i would take it in a heartbeat especially knowing what we know about potter and what potter told her earlier in that episode which was i'm going to wait until your baby is born and then we'll figure out what we need to figure out i mean it was just insane so anyway i thought the worst thing was her keeping her in a dog cage but no that was that was even worse the partner really and and the and the the way that he calculatingly says uh you know especially what he says about king solomon mm -hmm. <laughs> i don't think king saw so i think king solomon was actually uh what did he say that he was a sadist something like that mm -hmm. oh, it was crazy um okay so uh, you know this th the the mid part of this episode or i should say the meat of this episode was basically the the road chase to try to figure out which part of the or what caravan basically uh adelita was in because they had uh, a bunch of they kind of set it up so they had like plan a plan b plan c and nobody really knew what uh what car adelita was in so they you know sort of had to figure all of that out and then when they get on the road, they get some false starts and then they have to figure out what to do after that. I mean, it was it was actually a well done episode in terms of the tension and the timing and the 
ability to kind of throw us off, which I really did like. And then you add in all the elements of the personal drama between Bishop and Angel and the beginning part between uh, Angel and EZ and Felipe. And, you know, the, the Angel isn't going to tell him anything yet. So I, I feel like that's, yeah, that's an interesting, it's interesting that he did that. But also what I felt like what was one of the, uh, one of the emotional parts of the episode was Felipe saying to Angel, I'm really sorry. I did not expect that. Yeah. No. Yeah, it was, yeah, this is a great, look, I know that you, you, you don't love, and I hear what you're saying, but I just enjoy the character so much. And it's just a good ride. And yeah, I mean, I wish they would do some things structurally differently, but I just, I enjoy watching that show every week. Well, this episode went uh, a pretty far way in sort of, you know, redeeming itself in terms of just the basic storytelling. And, and I can the again, you know, once again, the only thing that I really didn't enjoy hardly at all was uh, even, even when uh, Emily is, is on screen with Felipe, which, you know, feels like it should be really important and it should be very central and it should have some, you know, again, gravitas and it, I just, it just falls so short. It just doesn't really work. That, that was really my only, uh, it was kind of my only picky complaint about the whole episode was just that one part. It made me not, sympathetic to either Felipe or Emily or anybody at that point. It just makes me feel like, oh, man, I don't, I don't, I don't understand what the point is of injecting Emily into all of this. Just doesn't, I don't know. Something doesn't I, make sense. You know, I don't like Emily, so. I, I, I want to like that storyline, right? I, I want to, you know, kind of fall in love with what's happening there, but it's really difficult for me to do that understanding that at the heart of all this is you know what I think it is I, I think it's that there is the idea that Emily at first sort of had a different kind of moral compass one that was driven more by her son who in the first season was kidnapped and and it, it you know I had a lot of empathy and compassion for her as a character but in this season, it feels like not only doesn't she have a moral compass, but it feels like everything that I knew about her in season one is now suddenly different in season two. And it doesn't, I don't know, it doesn't sit well with me. So I don't know. Yeah, it's like she wants to be. It's not the actress's fault, right? I mean, I really like her as a, as a, as a, as an actress, she does a really good job of being what I think Emily is supposed to be. So it's not that. It's not that I don't like that. It's that the character of Emily is just, I don't know, the way that they are writing her feels like I have to go back and forth between being sort of the strong, independent woman and being the whiny, cowering woman who, I don't know, in this episode, when she pulled the baby away from Dita, I wanted to smack her in the face. Like, what are you doing? Uh, it's just so weird the way that they write her. I don't know. Maybe it's all will be revealed soon. Hopefully, uh, we'll see what happens. But, um, but the I I, I want to sort of run, <laughs> if you will, uh, run through what was happening on the road, and also, uh, you know, funny that that this keeps reoccurring. I, I like this about this season. 
it it always seems like EZ is the one that they count on for both his photographic memory and his ability to critical think when nobody else is critically thinking. I, I, I really like that. I feel like that says a lot about him as a prospect. What do you think? No, I agree. And I, I feel like, you know, that's uh, our situation, you know, where, uh, <laughs> let me stop. <laughs> 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 like, obviously, that's what it, what it is with me and you, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, but well, but who's who? That's a really good question. No, and don't answer that. We don't need to know the answer. <laughs> no, I, I like, do. I I do really enjoy the fact that Easy has uh has something other than sort of uh brawn and uh you know quick tease to violence and like there's something very solid behind his intellect now his emotional state you know it runs the gamut for good reason um and so you know that doesn't always seem to govern him so well but his but i love the fact that the club has now picked up on the fact that they can use his intellect to sort of do some problem solving and figure some stuff out and that seems purposeful and really uh, a, a smart use of that character i liked it a lot no, I agree. So I, I don't know where things are supposed to go between uh, Felipe and Dita uh, and Miguel and where that whole sort of uh, epic soap opera is about to bring us. But I, I will say that I do, I was thinking about it from last week and this week it sort of pulled it home even a little bit more. It, it, it actually feels, as time goes by, it actually feels like, oh yeah, this could be a really good thing. Because last week I was thinking this is going to be horrible. And now after the response that I saw from Adelita and what's happening with Emily, and then looking at Miguel, I realized, you know, uh, you know, Miguel really is a lot like Angel and JD. Totally different perspective, totally different uh, circumstances that led him to where he is. He does something, you know, what, but that's all circumstance. When you dig underneath it and you just look at who is Miguel, it's funny. You can really see that they're, they did go sort of out of their way to make him feel like he is somehow connected there. I kind of liked that. Hmm. What did you think? It's interesting. I didn't even think that. Um, I think they had that one episode where he was in jail and then that's to let, I think that was to let the audience know, okay, he can, you know, he's not just a guy in a suit. Like he actually, right. he has some skills. Like if he needs to, if he needs to, to get in the dust up, you know, he's, he can handle himself. And I, I thought that was really good because, you know, you can look like a sniveling, you know, uh, like you just send men out to do your bidding, but you can't do it yourself. And I like the fact that they showed like, no, he's a very capable guy. Like he can, he can um, get it done. So. Uh, well, and, and, and also just, you know, if I can pull this out, although, you know, I don't know if there's actually any correlation. It's just, this is what I see. I see that Angel is now going through exactly what Miguel went through in season one, where, you know, Miguel believed that his son was in danger and he was willing to go to any lengths 
to be able to save his son and do what was necessary to bring him back home. And here in this situation, we see this is Angel's take of the same exact situation. And it really does feel like they have connected some of those dots a bit to make us sort of understand that while they are very different, they are also very the same. Yes. I did kind of like that. I, that I do like it too, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I'm going to close with one quick thing here because, you know, as much as there was in this episode, story-wise, it was pretty straightforward and there was a, a quick narrative involved and it was awesome. Um, but I want to close with one quick thing and that is uh, the, the the quick conversation that Angel had with uh, EZ about him being sorry that he had been such a bad brother. That, you know, while EZ was in jail, uh, he yeah. hadn't come to visit him and stuff. Uh, that seemed really important to me. Yeah, uh, yeah, because you know, look, we know that he has all kind of issues with the way that he's viewed by his father and not being the favorite and all of that kind of stuff. And he even, you know, stated that he hated him at, at a certain point. And for him to show that, you know, to show that uh, remorse for not being there. I thought that was a big step because, you know, yeah. he really needed to show that. It, it definitely was. And if I can, if I can just sort of like wrap uh, everything sort of up, I, I will also say that we're halfway through the season right now. And what they have been able to do in just the past two episodes it has really gone a long way to sort of getting things in my mind back on track to this is what makes the show good. So I'm really happy to see what I've been seeing. I can't wait to see what happens uh, on this coming week's episode with, but all the resolutions that are going to, I mean, they're still, they still got to deal with angels. What happened with the swole boys. They still got to deal with a, a bunch of stuff that is just really important stuff. And I, I get the feeling that we're in for uh, quite a tumultuous couple of episodes here. So was, this was a good one. This was a really good one. I get the feeling this wall boys is your type. Um, definitely not, but neither are the Mayans. I'm, I'm just, you know, yeah, no, uh, mostly I do guys that drive 10 speeds. So there's, oh, wow. <laughs> okay. So how can people find you on the interwebs, Kente? They can find me at Kente F on Twitter, Kente Ferguson on Instagram, and of course, Indie Radio, indyradio.org is the website. How can they find you? People can find me on Twitter at followingbliss1, and you can find my websites at criticallaughs.com and moviesmakethemeal.com. Until next time, we'll see you. <laughs>